How's it going, everybody? It's Robert Nostin with Gas Money, and on this week's episode, we're getting something new in store for you. It's called Gas Money Mentions. Basically, this is a new series we're starting where we bring on guests um, that are either our friends, contractors, business partners, anything of the sort where we believe they would be interesting to bring onto the channel, get their opinion on a certain topic, and see what they have to say. So, um, basically, today we have three of our friends that are also contractors with Gas Money LLC. Their names are Blaine Weld, Alex Tadieski, and Jackson Evans. So we will basically be going around kind of introducing them, giving you guys their backstories, and then we'll get right into the questions. So uh, if you want, we can start out with Mr. Blaine Weld and uh, kind of just give your give your background, where you go to school, what you're doing. All right, so uh, I'm actually going to school at the University of Michigan right now. I'm studying aerospace engineering, and uh, that's a little bit about little bit about me. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. We'll go into that. Like, what, what, what brought you to aerospace engineering? Like, why did you kind of get into that? Like, and is it because of like the, the business mindset that you have? Like, what, what's kind of the business mindset at the same time uh, with why you went into aerospace engineering? Okay. So first things first, I, I kind of went into the college of engineering at the University of Michigan, not really knowing what I was going to do. I originally decided to do biomedical engineering, but I figured out that wasn't really for me. So I uh, kind of followed my passion with aerospace engineering because I've always been interested in space and whatnot. And Elon Musk is someone that I have always looked up to kind of thing with his business mindset and whatnot. And I kind of like want to follow in those footsteps, mm -hmm. maybe uh, become an entrepreneur and do my own space company kind of thing. Perfect. Awesome. That's yeah. cool. It's cool, man. All right. Um, um, so, yeah, I guess uh, the next guy will go Mr. over to Alexander Tadieski. Yes, sir. Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I'm just currently going to Mott right now, um, and I'm studying finance, become a personal finance advisor eventually, and uh, my business inspirations are <clears throat> to eventually open up my new uh, my own firm of personal finance and have uh, that going, and obviously other businesses in general. Where's Mott at? Tell uh, everybody. And no, <laughs> not a lot of the listeners Mott know about Mott. Community Mott. College. It's a small community college in uh, Flint, Michigan. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, being smart, saving the money with community college. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yep. So exactly. And he's been making that gas money at the same time. Yes, sir. This guy has been absolutely crazy with the gas money. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you, sir. And the last but not least, Mr. Jackson Evans. Where right, are you guys, at? So, where are you uh, at in your life? Uh, I'm uh, at Mott as well. Um, like you said, it was in Flint. I'm um, going for finance. I've already done two years there. So I started out doing the three plus one program. So I do three years at Mott and then one year at Northwood for finance. Um, you know, it kind of, in like a kind of a standstill right now. I'm not really sure which direction I kind of want to head. Um, colleges and all I would kind of hoped it would have been, but um, just still trying to get through it. Um, working quite a bit, but still going to school and just kind of figuring out what I want to do with for the rest of my life. Cool. For sure. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, we've worked with you a ton. Like, you're all over the place with, like, different either entrepreneurial things or just trying to, like, make money to, you know, either do your hobbies. This kid's a huge hunter and everything like that. That's a very expensive hobby. Yeah, so that, that gets expensive. So. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, that's great, man. So, first thing that comes to my head, like, um, Jackson kind of brought it up. Like, where do you guys want to go? I mean, obviously, um, Blaine was saying, like, probably get into definitely in aerospace and like maybe even start you know some type of space company um alex was saying you know potentially financial advising jackson is kind of all over the place um like what type of route like do you guys want to go into straight up like maybe owning a business someday getting into real estate like what are you guys thinking 
Yeah, I can go first with that one. Um, so first thing first, I think since the capital needed to start like a space company like that is so high, I'm probably gonna start with something like real estate where the startup is a lot lower and I can start getting into like something a lot sooner. So I think first I'm gonna do that, kind of do like some rental properties, maybe some uh, house flips and whatnot, and then try to eventually get into the technical field of aerospace. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, real estate is the number one industry. I don't know if it is now, but I know a couple years ago I read a quote that real estate's the number one industry for uh, making millionaires in the United States. So I think it's gonna stay like that too. It's yeah. it's never ending. It's always increasing in value. You're, mm. It's never going away. Exactly. Sure. I mean, it seems like everybody in business has either gotten into real estate at some point or is still you know always has real estate at some point. So. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about um, what I was talking about with where where you want to go and everything? Oh yeah, same the same boat as Blaine most likely, but not in the aerospace engineering realm. Like kind of just getting enough capital to start up my like in a, like my own venture kind of, and having enough like capital to like start it up and whatever I want it would like it to be, basically. So like right now we're in the beginning phases of just like <clears throat> kind of finding an idea get to get money off of it basically as of i don't know if austin has said anything about it the the pool the pool company is another thing pool cleaning company which it kind of it kind of like fits in with this podcast because we have austin alex me and then jackson mm-hmm. which would all be involved in it but that's just another way to get like short term medium term like kind of large capital to gain to get to some port like some kind of uh capital growth to invest mm-hmm. in a bigger venture to get into the, the next road. thing yeah, yeah. to get in the yeah. next thing you basically somewhere yeah you yeah, gotta we, find the door you kind of gotta get your foot in the door with stuff like that and it's yeah. not like you can't just go out like oh yeah i'm gonna take out hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of loans to try and start something you know whereas if we if we did it the smart way and and did it just by uh kind of just starting our own little thing with a little bit of low overhead and stuff like that we can we can kind of grow that then to get some more capital and we can kind of branch out with our own separate ways but it's just a really really good industry to get into just to, to kind of start from what we've heard yeah i sure. kind of want to bounce off of that real quick i don't did you have something to yeah say? no go ahead and then okay. i'll go after you i was just going to bounce off of that like um just for all the listeners uh this opportunity kind of came about i don't know what, what was that two months it ago it was february February. Was it that long ago? It was okay. in February. So yeah, February about February 20th. 2021. Um, and we're still. This is it's May. Late May yeah, 2021. End of, tw- end of May 2021. And um, it just came about. Uh, Jackson heard from his mom that uh, Jackson's uncle down in Florida was thinking about potentially selling his pool uh, company. And we were just like, at the time, we were kind of all over the place. I think we just saw um, Alex's uncle that owns the Yaya's uh, food yeah. business. Yeah, we had a nice little like business meeting about a whole nother like restaurant. Potential which venture, was, yeah. It was actually all started with a restaurant called Tina's. It's a pizza shop and Jackson also works there and it just is poorly run and it just was one of those things that just sparked up and was really spontaneous and we just started talking about it. And then people, we were, I mean, we were putting stuff on paper and we we're just like, hey, let's just, let's talk to one of my family members that's just in, into business and that's what kind of started all of it and then that's what rolled the ball into the into the pool the pool yeah. business which yeah. then that just sparked a huge thing and it's like yeah you, you gotta go through one door and then you find two other doors and you just keep kind of choosing until you find the right one or right multiple things yeah um sure. so that's yeah i just wanted to say just off the bat like we got this potential opportunity and we um kind of started pursuing that and 
Um, no, like none of the listeners, you guys can't be scared of anything. Like this could potentially have us moving across the country. And, um, you know, that's one of the opportunities though, that we're not afraid of. And you just kind of got to go for it and look at the future and see what that can do for you. Um, potentially if that works out. So that's whichever thing comes up, um, you know, in the future for any of you guys, just, you got to go for it. Um, if, if it makes, you know, a lot of sense. So. Yeah, exactly. And so. I feel like with that, it's like a lot of people don't really have that mindset. They kind of just want to go to school, get done with it, yeah. kind of work that nine to five. And it seems like from from all our mindsets, it's really not what we're wanting to do. We kind of want to work for ourselves or, or make our own money, not make someone else a bunch of money. And it's you got to take those risks though and weigh the weigh them out and stuff like that compared to just getting a normal nine to five job. Well, no risk, no reward. I mean, there's almost no risk in a nine to five other than going to college for four years and getting over a hundred grand in debt. I mean, but so a lot of people don't see that as risk. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the that's unfortunate what, That's part. what the average pure person does, you know, exactly. it's just, they get that nine to five rat race type style. And that's just kind of what I'm trying to stay away from. So right. well, exactly. a lot of nine to fives too, they, they live paycheck to paycheck, which they're not investing money. They're not growing their money at all. They're just getting a paycheck. They're making yeah. someone else rich. They're not doing anything for themselves. So where's the, like, where are you going to go from that? Yeah, exactly. And that kind of leads me into a point that I was going to bring up, and you pretty much pretty much sent me off to that perfectly, um, which is that school nowadays, especially high school, uh, obviously college you can more be more selective about your classes, but a lot of schools, I mean, mostly no schools in America teach about money, investing, exactly. finance. It's basically this, this idea that's ingrained that you have to go to college, you got to go for four years. If you want to get your master's degree, that's even more praise go into debt and then pay off that debt with a nine to five job and basically live the rat race. Um, I'm not harping on anybody that does that. That's, yeah, a, that's sure. a great way to go. But I'm harping on the school system for not really teaching that much about finance, business, investing. And that's pretty much what all of us are getting into. Um, and that kind of leads me to question to all three of you guys. Um, obviously, since school hasn't really taught you much about this, um, I would imagine general education in high school. Um, where did you really get your inspiration for business or investing or this kind of entrepreneurial mindset? Was it from family, friends? Was it from books that you read? Um, if anybody has any ideas, where did you really get this inspiration? Well, I mean, I can start with that. Overall, I know since I've been like young age, I've always like seen my uncle, like the same uncle we all, Austin and Jackson and I met with um just knowing that they, he was in the business and seeing like the way he lived but like not looking at it just the what he had but just the way he was living his life and it was just so stress-free kind of that's another big thing i was seeing like everybody was kind of i don't know um so almost like a almost like going off of just the the stress-free aspect like yeah like okay so comparing to not necessarily your parents, but like somebody in your family, because obviously we grow up and we see our family the most or whatever. So somebody in your family, you see that financially there's, you know, stress every every like single not day, having to deal with that not financial, having to worry about like, money. stress, yeah. Like, yeah, and that huge thing, being able to do whatever you want and like have that power to like have whatever time you want, like too. You're not just tied down to that, say that five days a week, nine to five, too, um, and just stuff like that, and that's what really inspired me to start thinking like that ever since I was young. And then, um, just like as I grew older and was learning how to like, just how you can find a service that people want and then you can just do it, do the labor and then charge whatever you like. That's just like, it's a simple concept, but people don't realize that when you're at a young age, like just like Austin and Robert, you can just get a lawnmower and then just start doing that. And then you make more 
than like the basic McDonald's job, and it's it's not it's not as stressful too. So I saw all of those aspects too, and I just like I loved it and I liked it. For so that's sure. how I well, got yeah, into it. Yeah, it's all about creating those opportunities because obviously, if you mm-hmm. go to school, you uh, basically wait to get to college. Maybe you get a job at a restaurant or something to make money on the side. But if you want to really excel, it's all about looking to find a problem and then creating a solution for that problem. Whether it's uh, exactly. if people need lawn care for a more affordable rate, which is in our case what we're doing with gas money, um, you create that solution by investing in a in a hundred to two hundred dollar used push mower. Um, start hiring people out. I mean, there's a ton of things in the world that could be solved um, with a business idea, and that's really the whole idea behind entrepreneurship. And sadly, schools don't really teach that as much as um, obviously we would like them to, and that's that's another thing that we'd like with gas money. That's why we hire people age 16 to 24 that are either high school or college students because we want to expose them to how successful you can become and really how rewarding it is to do work on your own to to really see your investments pay off because when you get a job say it's a nine to five or maybe you're working at a restaurant like I said earlier there's really no investment other than your time and creating a resume doing the interview um, there's nothing really you put into it other than whatever experience you have before that or as with a business uh, with that entrepreneurial mindset you're putting in your own work and dedication uh, maybe even your own money like we did with lawn mowers and equipment and when you finally get that return it's even more rewarding and it just fuels you to have even more success so I'm sure that's that's what you three um, that we have on the podcast today have also felt um, maybe working with gas money and then especially with the pool company like we were talking about so yeah um, well I want to hop in real quick yeah, go ahead. I just want to repeat something you said because it was really good and basically there's not enough people that are creating opportunities there's too many people that are waiting for opportunities and that's kind of what you were going at and that's that's the status quo nowadays is you wait you wait to finish high school you wait to finish college you wait to get a nine to five and then you know you wait for everything to happen from that nine to five it's really unfortunate but when the the people that actually succeed in life they go for it they create those opportunities and then that's the only way to learn and better yourself at all times. Yeah. So I, that's what I caught from you. But that was that was really good. So, um, but do you guys have anything else to say about you know what got you interested in in the life of business and everything like that? Yeah. So uh, during high school, actually, I guess you guys are saying that school doesn't teach you much, and I, I don't. I agree with that. I don't. I don't think that school does enough to teach you like personal finance and like how to live your life stress free, like uh, financially free. Um, but I actually took a class my sophomore, maybe see, er, might have been junior year, but uh, it was a business finance class with my buddy's dad, actually. Shout out to Eric Lott. Uh, he kind of, we, we ran through like the whole Dave Ramsey kind of spiel, like uh, like debt is bad, like that kind of thing. But I think the, mo- the biggest thing that really stuck out to me was his like ideology. He actually ran like a Amazon uh, fulfillment business, which he, I think he started off with like books and whatnot, but he kind of showed us like how to do that, how to make money passively. And I think that was the biggest thing that really stuck out to me is like, you can make money while you're sleeping. Like the, f- the first time I actually tried it, I bought like a door lock off of Facebook marketplace and I sold it on Amazon at like 2 AM. And I was like, I just made money while I'm sleeping. Like I just made a profit of $60 while I'm sleeping. Like how else can you do that? Exactly. You, you really can't. So like the passive income is like the hugest, like the biggest part to this whole ideology. And I, I think that really like stuck out to me. And I think that 
I mean, yeah, really, the yeah. only way to do that is to get into business and, and be that in that either the ownership position or somewhere high up in a business. Exactly. Yeah, you can't you can't make that kind of money when you're just like doing a nine to five. You can't make it while you sleep. Well, it's unfortunate. People the nine to five, they leave and they're very comfortable with sitting on the couch and making zero dollars oh, yeah. while they're while they leave the workplace. Yeah. Like that's every single day. And they're they're making minimum wage. They're living paycheck to paycheck. Like right. You, I sold one door lock and I made sixty bucks off of it. Yeah, like exactly. they make that in a day. Did you I, do like books and stuff like that? I did that also. Yeah. yeah. So like the first week, I actually like went ham and like started buying like college books and selling them uh, during like prime time. I think it was fall semester, and I was still in high school and I sold like over four hundred dollars worth of books, making a profit of like over two hundred dollars. And that's all while I did nothing mm-hmm. besides meet with people, buy a book like list it sent it to amazon and i sold it i did nothing besides make profit really right yeah. so it's like why not try to do that it, i think eric actually said this he's like if you see five dollars laying on the street why don't you just go up to it and grab it mm-hmm. like exactly. that's what you're gonna do it's free money yeah it's like you yeah. see an opportunity you're gonna take it mm-hmm. there's no yeah. point in going to put the extra effort in working nine to five mm-hmm. and you're making less money than what you're doing putting no effort in so yeah there's exactly. no point in not doing it and that kind of brings up a point too. Um, a lot of a lot of it I learned from Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's a really good book um, for any listeners out there who haven't read that yet. Um, definitely recommend it. Basically, it comes down to the different mindsets of making money. A lot of people who work nine to fives or have the traditional mindset, so to speak, think that you need to trade your own time for money. Whereas business people try to find ways to trade their own money to make more money with that money, and that's where investments come in. And basically. I feel like obviously you were saying you made money while you were sleeping. You can't do that if you're trading your time for money because what time is there to be traded when you're not doing anything or when you're sleeping? So that's really what the business mentality is. And obviously those business classes that you like that you went through really kind of introduced that to you. Yeah. And that kind of brings up a point. Do you guys obviously I know the answer that you guys are going to give, but I kind of want you to give like a little more explanation. Do you think that business classes should be required in high school? If so, how early? Just to spark that idea, because even if there's one business class you had to take in high school, say freshman year, and it did something for somebody like Blaine, who they realized, well, I can make money when I sleep if I just buy this thing, sell it, or if I invest in this thing, would you guys re- like say that that should be required? And if so, how much do you think that would benefit America and change th- the country? I think definitely at least some type of like financial class or something before you were to be- get to your like senior year. So probably like junior year before that, probably between freshman and junior year somewhere, because yeah. it's like we have a huge problem with student loans right now, and I feel like no one really is really talking about the whole like truth about it. And no one cares. Like, every, like yeah. it's no one like cares. the standard thing, and it's it's yeah. not okay for every single person to take out tens of possibly hundred thousands of dollars worth of loans because they just feel like yeah. oh it's what you got to do you know there's like, so many there's well, so many different ways to have a don't, good time don't worry though don't worry though it's going to be forgiven by the president of the united states yeah, yeah. So, don't, don't, yeah. Worry, Every, don't worry you know, they want right. to get bailed out but. i mean it's almost like it's almost frowned upon to not go to college oh yeah like austin i don't know if any of the listeners know but austin finishes freshman year age in college he just decided college well and this isn't a diss at all he just yeah i mean college isn't for some people especially with the online thing it was when covid happened he ended up withdrawing from college, and now he's able to put more time and money into gas money. He's got a pool business that he's about to go into. I mean, he has so much opportunities that were opened up just because he had the courage to back out and say, look, this isn't for me. I'm not going to follow the, the, I mean, cliche, the traditional, the traditional you know, college yeah. way. And we're not, I mean, this podcast, I know we're talking 
it's mostly geared towards business. And obviously, we're all in gas money. We all work with business. We have that entrepreneurial mindset. But this isn't a diss on college. This is kind of giving you how our perspective is, why we why we think this way, like the best basic background of it. College is meant for the right people and for the right industries. You have to have college to go and be a doctor. Exactly. You have to have college to go and be a lawyer. You have to, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to have have college to be some type of engineer. So it's, uh, unless you're Elon Musk, you know, he's a little bit of an exception. I mean, he has a college degree, but I I honestly, I agree with you. I don't think that college is for everyone. I think that there are some degrees that are very useful, but if you're going to college and you're spending all this money and time at like an Ivy League, at like some great school, and you're spending over $120,000 in college and you're getting a degree in women studies or gender studies like whatever it is it's not a for di- what for what for the name yeah it's it, for it, the name it, on the piece of paper it's not a, like a diss to anyone that's doing that but where are the jobs for it there's like you're making the like you can make some money i guess if you get a great job but most of those people might end up being a manager at like mcdonald's mm-hmm. i'm sorry but like that's the reality of it like the world is heading in a direction of like technology and like very like useful things in this world but like it's heading away from the direction of humanities and towards the STEM field. And I, I right. think that college is necessary for those certain degrees, but everything else, it like you can learn this stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to be yeah. spending all this money for it when there's a free education online. There's yeah. so many online courses. You can go to Udemy, Coursera, any of those like websites that hold these degrees for like, or not degrees, but like certificates for like and stuff. $14 when you're spending over $1,500 for a class, if that's at like a community college usually, yeah, like you're spending that much money, what's the point of going there if you're not actually gonna learn stuff? And this isn't like a diss to Austin, but no, he, he started with like a degree in entrepreneurship. But like in reality, that is for mostly connections. You don't actually use that. You're not going to get this degree for a job. Right. You're going to get it to learn more, get connections. For the experience. Yeah, exactly. And, and you can learn this stuff like through a book, through YouTube and everything. And I think that's why Austin like ultimately chose a decision to drop out. Not drop. Well, yeah. Freshman alumni. I call it, I call it, I call it a freshman alumni until I'm successful. Right. That's, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. And then I'm a, and then I'm a college dropout. Right. <laughs> it's all about perspective. Right. I wanted to go off something real quick that Rob was kind of bringing up. Like, um, even like just clients, you know, they, we go on a job and of course, you know, our company is mainly, um, run with youth and obviously the youth 16 to 24, but mainly college or high school students. So they're going to ask us where are you going to school and not just because of the company, but also because it's so much of the status quo that people our age are in college. So, you know, I'll, I'll be on a job. It's either, you know, uh, me and one other person or me and two other people, more than likely they're going to say where they go. And then I'm at a point in my head, I'm like, so what do I say? Am I going to make a bad impression on this client? Like what's going to happen? So in the majority of the time, you know, I'll say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually full-time gas money. Um, I did go to Adrian college and I, I just thought it wasn't for me after the freshman year. And, you know, I'll, I'll get a few different mixed reactions that's for sure i mean you guys have seen the mixed reactions that yeah, have happened it's, it's like, varied yeah. from oh you're gonna be the only one who's a millionaire out of this group then right. to oh okay i that's I and that's it yeah, yeah. and then and then they start talking to the other guys that are going to college you know the, the whole time so yeah, it's yeah. definitely old school it's not yeah. like a new way of thinking i think mm. our mindset is completely different from like what everyone else throughout the like past generations have thought 
Like, they haven't thought about taking the risk. They haven't thought about putting themselves in that position to where they can actually succeed and actually, like, yeah, make a lot of money. It's, it's just, like, they, they go the safe route. They don't they don't go the risky route, and they don't think that that's a safe decision. Exactly. And now I was going to kind of bring up how we're all, obviously, students. Now is really the best time to take that risk. And I believe since we've learned about this entrepreneurship thing so early, I mean, with gas money, that was a risk that we took to invest in this business. We have app development going on that was a lot of money. We took that risk, invested in it. We really don't have, at this age period from high school to college, we don't have a family to support. I mean, most people don't. Some people do, which is totally fine. You really don't have that many bills to pay, um, especially if your parents are still supporting you, helping you through college. It's really the best time to take risks, stand out, and do stuff that you wouldn't really normally do if you had a secure 9-to-5 job that was comfortable where here we're comfortable obviously with where we're at because we're still so young but it's the best time to take that risk and that kind of leads me into the next point unless you were going to say something. I was just going to say something real quick and I want to see what you guys think about this every single year later in life probably after your 20 well Jackson's 21 so he really knows what the 20s are all about he's a year in (laughs) he's a big year in but no so every single year after your 20s I believe risk tolerance increases like or decreases, decreases by like a lot like 10 times okay. every single year so you get to your 30s you're more than likely you either have a wife or a girlfriend of many years and you might even have a family so by then you almost have no risk tolerance you better have a nine to five by then if you're not starting your own and business I, and I or think anything. a really big part of that is obviously like the whole family thing like and, and I feel like the a big, super big part of that is like comparing yourself with your peers. You know, like every if everyone else is nine to five job and they're and they're doing that stuff, you're gonna want to do the same thing. Like, oh, I gotta fit in. I gotta keep up with the Joneses kind of thing. Like, oh, like everyone in their thirties has has a has a good job and they're starting to make a little bit more money than they were in their twenties and stuff like that. And you kind of just want to keep up with them. They get a new car. Oh, I get, I need to get a new car. I gotta get a new. Gotta have the new model. I gotta get a car payment for that. And it's just. It's just the wrong way of thinking about Where's it. Where's the personally. growth? Yeah. Where's the, there is no growth. Yeah. And at that point, it's very, very difficult. And that's what the point that I was trying to bring up is how difficult that is going off of what Rob was saying that the time is now. I mean, obviously, I don't even, I don't care if you're 30. I don't care if you're 40 with the family. The time is now because every single year that you wait, you're not going to do it. Less and less that there's a, there's a percent chance that the percent of you doing it is going down every single year. So you need to do it now, especially that we're our age. I know there's probably um, a lot of the listeners are, are going to be our age, maybe a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger. But, um, no, you guys need to do whatever you think is a great opportunity right now. Um, obviously, don't, you know, just waste people's money or waste your own money. But, um, you know, really think about it logically. But at the same time, some of the best opportunities don't even involve logic. They involve your gut feeling, and you just have to go for it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think the best opportunities are definitely in the present. Don't don't wait on something like everyone else does. You need to take that risk. You need to do it while you're young, especially. Right. Yeah, so. and either way, whatever it goes, I mean, if, if you have a success with that, obviously that's amazing. But if you have a failure, you got to look at it um, with that quote I always bring up, no mistakes in life always lessons, only lessons. No mistakes in life only lessons. Big Sean. You say that. So Shout out to Big Sean. Um, <laughs> said that quote in a song. But anyways, you got to look at everything in a way that you'll learn from it. If you make a mistake, you don't learn from that, then it'll stay a mistake the rest of your life. But if you make a mistake, learn from it, make yourself better from that mistake, then that's a lesson, and that just makes you a better individual. That'll just make you more successful in your next venture. So it's all about taking the risk and seeing it as, 
hey, look, if I'm successful, then that's awesome. I'm going to have a high return on this risk. And if you end up not being successful, um, say you start a business, it fails, you invest in something, it crashes. That's just another thing you can learn from. And you got to look at everything with that. It's all about having that positive mindset. And I'm sure, uh, obviously, everybody that we have on this podcast, we're all good friends. We all share the same mindset. And it's really helped us get to where we are today. There's a lot of things that have happened where if we would have looked at it for the failure that it appeared to be and didn't really take action on it and say, hey, let's learn from this, do better next time, I don't think any of us would be where we are right now um, with the same exactly. mindset. So you just really got to check your check your mental state and make sure you always try and find a positive in any negative that happens. Yeah. So um, was there another question you had? I did have a question. I don't know. if uh, It was a while ago, so we can probably try and come up with another okay. question. Yeah, no, there um, was just something. Yeah. I mean, this kind of goes back to the college thing. So you guys are obviously all in college, um, and you're, you know, doing – the whole, you know, you get the, the textbooks. It's a, a lot of textbook learning, right? And not a lot of like hands-on stuff. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're unless you're in a, a, a lab, right? Yeah. But other than that, what do you guys think about how based off of standardized tests college is and, and any kind of success in school is, right? What do you guys think about that? And what do you think about potentially in the future if they were to change that to based off of how well you do something yeah, compared like to yeah. test yeah. scores. Yeah. Yes. I, I think m- this happens more in high school than I think in college, yeah. at least from my experience. Like, I, I lucked out being able to go to the University of Michigan. It's, like, one of the top schools for aerospace engineering in the U.S., and I, I think I lucked out there. And most of my stuff is kind of unique, and I, I get to, like, do what I want to do in my labs, and I get to do, like whatever I dream of versus like having to take the same like or taking the same route as everyone else like I can take classes I have like flex technical electives is what they call them and I I can do what I want and I can shape how I get my degree versus having to do the same thing as everyone else and kind of like fitting into that same (laughs) rat race Mm -hmm. and uh yeah I, I think that's really important I think with high school I think that's where the biggest problem is and I think that should definitely see a change pretty soon. Yeah. So going off of that, like, what do you think about, um, what was I going to say? So you were saying basically, oh, prerequisites. So how? Oh, yeah. what, did, what did you do with, like, prereqs at, at U of M? So I think most of the prereqs that I actually took were useful to, like, my degree itself. Like, I had to go through the whole calculus sequence, which kind of pertains to my degree in engineering. But I think for a lot of things, you have to take, like, all these general electives, which obviously kind of broaden your, like, um, I guess education kind of thing. Like, you get to take a break from, like, your technical uh, courses, and you get to, like, kind of explore what you like. So, I I mean, I took entrepreneurship classes, which I think is very, like, it's great. I got to meet, like, some great people and have some great connections. But I think that only pertains to some degrees in some schools. I think I lucked out with the kind of instructors I had and the kind of people that I was around versus some schools that just don't have the opportunity. And I think that I kind of lucked out there. Right. Because, I mean, you look at, um, you know, you look at like a like a Mott or even like an Adrian, actually. You know, I was taking prereqs. I'm not sure about actually FSU. I think you were in the same boat that really have that almost everybody has to take to even get to your degree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which don't really, uh, the majority of them don't really make any sense to yeah. what you even want to do. 
That's what I was going to say. Like, FSU, um, Florida State University, that's where I go. Uh, it's Robert talking. Um, they went to community college, and then Adrian's a smaller private college. But at all these colleges, usually the prereqs are stuff, like, that really doesn't pertain to the degree, obviously. Like, it's just the general education that everybody has to know. And one of the prereqs that I took was art history class. Basically, we look at one painting a week, write an essay about it, and kind of analyze what the painting means, stuff like that. That's that's something that should be specific to, like, an art degree. Exactly. I don't see how that should be a prereq. And there's, there's a lot of other prereqs, like, there's a... Um, like a diversity X course, which obviously diversity is good to learn about, but in high school and prior, prior education, I've already learned about that. And um, I mean, there's a lot of classes like ethics courses, stuff like that, that really don't pertain to being successful in college. And truly, from my perspective, I really think it's more of a hindrance than a help because it's just delaying you even more to getting started in your per in the degree that you want to go into. And, I mean, it's it's almost like a cookie cutter. Like, everybody has to know this before we move on. And to be honest, to, I mean, a lot of people in college just cheat through those classes anyways. I don't, but, I mean, I just well, put well, that out there. I mean, yeah, but, but like, think that about just shows this. how insignificant the yeah. people think the classes are. Like, if, if, all the if you have a student population of, like, 10,000 and, say, like, 80% of those students just cheat on exams, that shows you how much they don't care about the classes. College is almost at a point where... It's all about getting good, getting good grades, getting the degree, getting out of there and starting your life than it is actually learning and trying to actually like enrich your experiences. And I think that's where we need a change. And that, that comes down to the standardized testing mostly. Exactly. I, I, I agree with that. I think the biggest portion of what you're saying is like during COVID mm -hmm. and doing online classes, I felt more like that way versus like the individual kind of learning. I thought it was all more standardized just because it made it a lot easier on professors yeah and i think that like kind of i think that kind of like lost a lot of like interest from students i think that's why a lot of students took semesters off and they dropped out yeah like exactly i think that that was a huge <laughs> like downfall yeah i mean they were they were just laughing because they yeah, yeah that's that's, that's, that's kind of what i did just that's, you a that's almost the exact thing that i did because i mean you know, I was sent home from Adrian because of COVID, and I was doing the rest of that first, uh, my second semester as a freshman, so my last semester as a freshman, um, at, uh, online. And it just, first of all, it was the literal easiest way to pass that I could ever think of because I had Google on my side. And that's, it sounds bad, but it's completely honest. Yeah. There are going to be people with degrees because of COVID that cheated through their entire degree that it's just it's going to happen mm -hmm. because of how accepted online classes are today it's very unfortunate but that's it, i i saw that and it, i knew it just wasn't for me i knew that it was kind of just kind of going downhill the whole college thing for me and it was almost just like a okay let's have a good time let's go back to college you know it was almost like that and so i knew that i needed to be um, I needed to really start my life already to be more productive, and I was not going to do either of those things if I went back. So I had to make that decision. You know, I was on the college tennis team and everything like that. I uh, apologized to the coach and the tennis team because I basically waited until the last second to tell them. Uh, I think it was a, a week and a half before move-in day that I told them that I wasn't coming back. So, yeah, again, if you guys are listening, I apologize. Nothing against you guys, but 
I had to do something about my life and, you know, it's, it's going really good. So I want to keep that going. And, um, you know, the college just wasn't for me, but, uh, anyway, back to what we were talking about with the whole standardized testing and everything like that. What do you guys feel about, about it, Alex and Jackson? Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of think it's more of like, kind of, it just kind of like shows you like, Oh, like this is what like it's more of like a training type thing. I feel like like they oh you got to read the book, you got to study, you got to do this, and like they, they kind of like really lay it out for you, um, in a way that like not not everyone really learns. Like that it's way, the same you know? for everyone. It's just like it's like you know, a lot of people learn hands on stuff like that, like a lot of technical training. But when you're just reading books and just like being lectured all day, I feel like there's not a lot that you can actually um, learn for a lot of people from that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the Alex Jones. It gets to, to a, yeah. I feel like there's one little snippet. There's a, like gets to a point that people, people are only going to like take these classes to get the A or like to get the ninety percent or whatever they want, and not to learn it. And a big thing for me is like through high school and like this my first year of college is that I love to learn things and like be able to just like when I'm done taking that test, I can still retain that knowledge that I learned and have all this knowledge in my head and just getting smarter overall and gaining knowledge in my head even though if it's like useful or not that's a big like appeal to me that I feel like a lot of people don't see that and they just go in there thinking they just need to know it for about an hour when they take the test and then they're they just throw it away and in my eyes I see I see that as like a big waste of time too if you're not retaining it and actually learning the material I well, you like got to build yourself as a well-rounded person. Exactly, I think that's yeah. what you were I, saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I just feel like people are just going in there to get the, the like A or like the hundred percent on the there. Degree, not, piece of paper. Yeah, like the piece of paper, exactly. Yeah. But just yeah. like not retaining it. And I, I'll add in real quick too. Um, I had a that that was like an experience that I had in high school. Um, I don't know if you listeners know, but I was the valedictorian. I um, ended up getting all A's throughout high school, putting it all. Um, pretty much studying a lot, all that kind of stuff. And I noticed one thing that sucks is I focus so much on memorization for tests and quizzes and everything like that that I barely retain anything. And that's a big mentality in high school and college right now is memorization over retaining. And I think that's something that needs to be changed. Mm -hmm. And um, Blaine, I, I know you had something to say, so we'll go to Blaine and then. Yeah, um, I, I feel like with this whole like standardiz standardization, like, all these tests that are the same for everyone and how you're just like kind of based off of a score i think at that point instead of being like the person you are you're just a number to everyone else statistics you're statistics yeah to you're everybody. you you, you really like do you're, you're just like feeding into this whole big statistic right and i, I think that that's status quo yeah exactly i, I think that it's just kind of a poor choice by the school system to do that because students feel a lot less of themselves and they don't get the chance to kind of explore their interests and whatnot and kind of figure out what they want to do in high school. Right. And I, I think that's the biggest part is high school. Before you go to college, I think, like, high school is the biggest, like, stepping stone, and it's, like, 100%. what shapes you as a person, really. And I think without those teachers that I had, like Eric Lott, who taught me, like, to have this entrepreneurship, like, mindset, I think without that, you just, you're coming out of high school and you're feeling like a number. You're going into college and you're still feeling like a number. And if you don't reach out to a professor... They won't really know your name. They won't know who you are. You're just a number to them. Your test score, your homework score, whatever it is, you're just a number. Yeah, I mean, we all have those stories. Like, I've probably told you guys this a hundred times. Like, I wanted to be a physical therapist up until, like, almost the end of my sophomore year. Like, I was very set on going to some – do you have to go to uh, 
PE school, like, because uh, your brother's going into physical therapy. Yeah. Not PE. PT. But PT. PT. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> physical education. No. No. So you got to go to like PT school and everything. Like I was really set on that. And then I read Rich Dad Poor Dad and it changed literally everything. If I wouldn't have done that, where would we be today? You know, exactly. like I would probably yeah, no, still be, I would be trying to get into PT school. Well, I feel like every kid that tears their ACL wants to be a PT now, so. That's, <laughs> that's Austin, true. Austin did tear his ACL. For and, meniscus. and meniscus. Just so yeah. you, you listeners know, it's a very tough thing to get through. I know all these athletes out there, <laughs> you probably have went through it once or twice. So. Now they want to be a PT. Hey, got to love the Donjoy, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'll but I'll, I'll leave this off to Rob and we're yeah, going to finish so, it off. Yeah, so that's what I was going to bring up is um, it's pretty much getting to the, the time limit on our podcast, like we say, we uh, we like to keep it between 40 minutes and an hour for you guys. I'm not exactly sure how long this one is at right now, but we've got some good conversations going. So before we close it up, I want to go to Jackson, Alex, and Blaine and ask you guys if you could give one piece of advice to a high school or college student right now that pertains to business, what would it be and why do you give that advice? So it could be anything business-related to get them interested in business, anything of the sorts. I'll, uh, Alex I'll first. start it off. Um, being able to take advantage and, and having the vision and like the eyeballs as a metaphor to see opportunities in the present, like as of like right now, like being able to see opportunities and jump on them and not sitting back or like, like Austin said in the very beginning, waiting for opportunities to be created for you, but just jumping on opportunities, no matter how young you are, no matter how, like how many, how much capital you don't have, or like you have be able to jump on opportunities and seeing them even if they seem so spontaneous or so unachievable just be able to jump on them or even to start at like climbing them for sure that's really good um blaine jackson okay so i'll go i i honestly think like i know it's kind of like the cliche thing um throughout the thing was uh rich dad poor dad i mean i think we all at some point have read the book and i really feel like it just kind of opens your eyes and just like I mean, if, if you're just kind of on the board, like, you know, I'm not sure school's for me, but every, all my friends are going to school and everything like that. And, and you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, it's like, it, like for me, you know, I was kind of on the edge and, you know, I still am in school and stuff. But it just really, like, kind of showed me, like, you don't have, it's not the only route to go. There's so many different avenues. There's so many different businesses and, and ways to make money. I mean, there's just... There's endless opportunity. You just kind of have to, to see that vision and not just think, oh, I, I can't wait to get out of high school so I can go to school for four more years and then kind of work the rest of my life away. A, a little, like, side trail on what Jackson just said. Um, what I was saying with the Rich Dad Poor Dad, um, you can use that knowledge and have that business mindset while still going to school for four years. Say you get that 9-to-5 job. That's what you really want. You're really passionate about that job you're getting, but you still have that business mindset like that other half of your your mind is just the business you can still use that 95 nine to five to create some some kind of like business or some kind of passive income like say there's people that do nine to fives for about five ten years and they use that to get rentals and real estate and then they get enough rentals that their cash flow every single month is more than what they'd be making with that with that nine to five so you can have that mindset too if you were really set on going to college or you're about to finish college if you're listening right now like you can still have that business mindset, but oh yeah, exactly. That's just that side. Yeah. I'll, I'll wrap Go it up from our uh, gas money mansions here. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's most important to kind of follow your heart and not go with the status quo. Don't go the safe route. Don't do a nine to five, unless I guess your heart desires. But I, I think, like if if you don't have any re risk, you're not gonna have any reward. So I think that's the biggest biggest thing, as well as what Robert said earlier. Uh, no failure is 
like a mistake like you learn so much from failure and the information you take away from a failure can lead to so much success and i think that's the most important like takeaway from all of this is like don't be afraid to try just because you're afraid of failure a failure does not like define you it does not make you the person you are you're you're not a failure. Exactly. exactly. If you like, fail once, you're hey, not a failure. You, you can only do exactly count the you wins. You never count the failures. And if yeah. that's, you fail, that's what you do. You fail forward. That's another great book um, you guys should look, look into. It's called Failing Forward. It's another book that just really gives you a new perspective on just a lot of other things about failing and just going down to rock bottom. Yeah, if you guys aren't headed to the bookstore yet, you, you're making a mistake. You guys, <laughs> oh, I looked online when we were doing this podcast, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you can get for $4 on thriftbooks.com. That's $4 <laughs> that will change your entire future. So, I mean, it all comes down to getting that knowledge, reading books. Books are a huge thing. I mean, even YouTube, there's a ton of YouTube videos out there today. And like Blaine was saying earlier, I mean, some people can even get their degrees, the knowledge that you get from a degree just watching YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. so. You know what, guys? Don't laugh at the person that's actually reading during silent reading in first hour. Don't laugh at that person because they might be more successful than you. So be that person. Actually, mm-hmm. I was that person. I was reading Rich Dad Poor Dad in high school. There you go. There you I, go. I, I read it on a camping well. trip. I read it on a camping trip in one weekend, and it changed my life. So It, it changed me so much. I bought like 27 more books, and I yeah. haven't I, read it any I've read some, but I, yeah. I have to get around, and I have to do some more. By the so. way, it's not sponsored by Robert Kiyosaki, this podcast. I know we're saying a lot about Rich Dad Poor Dad, but literally go, go to the store find it online rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki it's a great book it'll get you into business but all right um i think that's probably about the end of the podcast um we are very thankful for having our beautiful guests blaine weld alec tedieski and jackson evans on here thank you for having me yeah thanks man and Austin Paris, and Robert Walker, the obviously. Beautiful the Austin beautiful Paris host. <laughs> yes. Glad to kick off the new, the new series. Yep, yeah. the new series, Gas Money Mentions. So just to go over kind of what Rob did at the beginning, we're going to have new guests on here, um, either weekly or every other week. We're not sure exactly how frequent we're going to make this podcast, but we're going to try to get as many guests as we can, and they're going to be the new Gas Money Mentions, and we're just going to pick their brain kind of on similar concepts that what we talked about during this podcast and just get it from every, every single guest just to, you know, kind of stir the pot. Uh, yeah, for sure. And then also give you guys, uh, make sure you guys give us some feedback. Like if you want us to bring guests back on, we're sure we're going to bring these guests back on uh, multiple times throughout the throughout this series. And then also if you guys have questions, we might think about making a Q&A maybe or um, some sort of forum or you guys could even send it to us, some questions that you might want to hear them answer or some topics that you want us to talk about. Feel free to send those in, but... Um, yeah, I guess that, that concludes the podcast for today. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't already followed the channel, subscribe, make sure you do that. And uh, as we always say at the end of the episodes, go, go get, get that, that gas money. money.